Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. As most people, I have very mixed feelings about social media. On one hand, it's connected me to new people, educated me about various issues around the world, and not least given me inspiration and a broader network which helps my creative work as a photographer. On the other hand, it's a constant fight for people's attention. It can lead to meaningless scrolling and can make me question if I'm productive enough. This constant comparison is the main topic of today's episode of Women of My Generation. I speak with my close friend Tilda about seeking validation and most importantly about being brave enough to admit your struggles and to show yourself vulnerable. Tilda Alley is a musician and visual artist but also uses her Instagram to talk about body image, toxic relationships and mental health. She is unique in the sense that she shows many sides of herself on social media flawless photo shoots with makeup and shiny fabrics, but also videos on Sunday mornings describing her inner battles and the feeling of not being good enough. Tilda produces music that captures these topics, and she is the woman behind my podcast jingle, which I'm so, so happy with. Head over to her Instagram, Tilda Alley, to hear and see more of her, and find her music on Spotify. My name is Fanny Beckman, and this is Women of My Generation. Hello, Tilda. Hi. <laughs> I think this is like the uh, coziest setting I've ever recorded in. It's very cozy. It's so nice. Yeah, it's definitely um, my little haven for mm. sure. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's taken some some sweat to get here. Yeah, I mean, you literally <laughs> built the whole the whole room. Yeah, much. I did. Yeah, I actually did. Um, which I've forgotten now. When I moved in, I did all of the walls, painted all of them, and the floor. Which now is like completely <laughs> like damaged because of everything that I've built in the actual room, and then obviously like we're sitting on my my raised bed that people obviously can't see now, but yeah, it's like you're. I like it because I feel like I've created like two rooms in one because mm. it's such a small space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you built your own bed. Very That's, empowering. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm so amazed by it. 
But yeah, you said like you have pretty much two rooms. So you have your bedroom, but you also have your little own little studio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where you record all your amazing music. And I actually want to talk about that. Like, because you obviously produce music, you sing as well. And it's very much all about empowering women, which I obviously love. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I just want to talk to you about how you found feminism and, you know, whether that was from an early age or if you found it later. I just want you to hear the full story, really, if you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, of course. I think um, maybe, I don't know, for me, it's so natural to be a feminist. Like, I grew up with parents who are super political um, and it was sort of breastfed to me um, and I don't know you know what way I would have found feminism if it wasn't because I was already taught it from like from forever mm-hmm. um, so it was never a discovery for me really it was just more so that what I discovered was that when I started school especially like middle school like when I was 10 11 12 was probably the hardest years for me actually and that's when i realized i'm a feminist and no one else is Mm. so it's more so that i was you know coming to school being this kind of loud obnoxious type of character who had been taught not with the word you are a feminist you should be a feminist just been taught to be a strong woman Mm. just be who you are or not even like be a strong woman just be whoever you want to be no matter of your gender right um and i really felt like that became present to me when i started school because that wasn't necessarily accepted and i had a really hard time being that way and i felt very much quieted down so I think I discovered what feminism really meant by the opponent of it. Mm. You know? That's super interesting. So it wasn't because I... I was just kind of shocked. I'm like, why is no one else like this? And I feel like I still walk around with that it, kind of confusion. Mm. I'm like, why is this a problem that I am like wanting to be loud have opinions but also want to be sexy Mm. or why is there a problem with like for me it was like i was blind but the opposite way around if Mm. that make any sense i just you know and my whole family on my dad's side is super political as well so i've seen a lot of strong women around me um and i've seen my mum you know she's always been the one who's you know she's definitely climbed the ladder in terms of her career and not saying that my dad didn't but I think he took maybe more of a role in the home and he worked from home he was freelancing and my mum was like earning the cash yeah and I think that has probably affected me without realizing it yeah that and also a woman who is in control mm-hmm. she likes control mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um i think i've seen that as well so yeah a long winded way to kind of answer your question no i think this is super interesting and actually i talked to one of my previous guests about this and the fact that children 
always do what uh, their parents do and not necessarily what they say, mm. which I think is really true here as well. Like maybe they didn't tell you to be a strong woman, but by their actions, they showed you that that is possible and that they encouraged that for you. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting to talk about the fact how the feminist movement has changed a mm-hmm. lot since mm-hmm. we grew up yeah. and saying like back then that you were a feminist that was even like in any kind of social circle pretty much that was a bit weird and and people would be surprised and some people would be disgusted even whereas today it's much more normalized mm. to use this word um not in all um subcultures we know that um if it was completely acceptable we wouldn't have to fight as much as we have to still or even have these types of conversations yeah exactly but nevertheless it has changed a lot Mm. um so yeah just hearing about you telling us how it was when you grew up going to school and how you were looked at Mm. for being a a louder person it's just I find this really interesting as well, actually, because sometimes I find the movement confusing now, growing older, you know, I mean, turning 30 and I'm realising I'm not necessarily like the the young rebel I used to be. Mm. Um, and the feminism that I was taught is not necessarily... You can't apply the same, maybe ideas Mm. to society today as they did back then and i do know that even though like the people i grew up with are feminists maybe there are certain things that we will talk about that they can't necessarily understand because society changed and um things means different things they didn't have social media back then you know or just the way that we speak about the female body and you know i know we will speak about this um as we go on Mm. and this is is something i do find quite difficult and i struggle quite a lot with this like inner struggle between my own personal insecurities but then at the same time wanting to really fight and change the way that we view women's bodies um and sometimes we speak about claiming back power by also choosing and taking ownership of what we want to do with our bodies Mm. but that conversation can be quite tricky to have with maybe feminists from an older generation um where anything kind of sexual or implying kind of nudity in that kind of sassy way is almost seen as a you you selling out or something mm. but actually taking ownership of your sex sexiness mm. is super important yeah yeah because we're sexual beings and yeah i struggle with this one it's mm. it's really difficult because you want to be able to empower yourself by being a sexual being as a woman without having to like then deal with all the judgment around it yeah yeah you know 100% and it's a it's a key word to say there like choosing when to be sexualized because obviously we don't want to be sexualized all the time we have so much more uh, we want to you know be able to have intellectual conversations and be taken serious mm-hmm. when we want that um so definitely um, can be both of them they mm-hmm. don't have to choose either 
of them. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. definitely the the th- I, th- I think I can't speak for for all women, but definitely something I find really difficult. That mm-hmm. thing of feeling like you have to be either or, mm-hmm. especially especially around men. Yeah, especially like how do I like feel like I will get the the room or the space to mm. speak mm. how can I have breath to mm. speak without it becoming a conversation about my bum mm-hmm. or how many reps you did at the gym mm. you know yeah and I actually really want to talk to you about that because um, I know you told me previously that you know you're quite active on social media you have both your uh, music on there but also you love visuals you're very artistic so you put that on your social media but then also you exercise quite a lot for you know to improve your mental health Mm. and you've told me previously that you get quite frustrated that the fact that uh, your exercise videos or photos get more attention than when you speak about your mental health, for example. Mm. Um, so how do you feel about that? And if you get frustrated, why do you keep posting yeah. uh, such content? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. I think what's difficult about it is that um, we all get sucked into it. Um, and of course if you see that your likes or whatever on social media starts coming up Mm. it's a trap and it's super easy to fall into Mm. so that's absolutely a huge part of it but equally um, if I don't continue um, posting my body when I want to in the way I want to do it and deciding when to then nothing is ever kind of gonna change that. So it's it's a super difficult one for me. Um, and I think it's been a process as well to understand and wake up to when am I posting things for getting attention mm. and when am I doing it to empower myself. Mm. Because I used to do... I used to do this thing on... Because I do have this like little fitness... Instagram that I don't use as much anymore I used to do like a daily body image trigger I used to call it Um, which was just like a hybrid between them two Um, one thing I really because I I used to have a lot of you know issues with eating and I I used to not eat when I was in school and when I was very different as I told you you know I was a feminist no one else was so Mm. I was obviously feeling quite different growing up so I suffered from various eating disorders and really abused myself in that sense so I've had a really horrible um relationship to my looks Mm -hmm. and my beauty um and my body so I've tried to change it in so many different ways um and when I did start exercising it was very much for the pure reason for my mental health because when you exercise you lower the cortisol levels etc you know when you exercise you help your body to naturally start increasing serotonin levels all of that kind of stuff but then that became an addiction in itself right um and it felt felt so good it felt so good Mm. so it was hard to stop Mm. um 
and and that can become a, a you know a disordered relationship to your body in itself like absolutely. orthorexia is quite common there mm-hmm. absolutely and I th- we've spoken about this as well where it's like it's so hard to wake up and admit to yourself that I oh, maybe I've just fallen into another trap yeah. you know um I would still always, always, always talk about physical exercise as a healer in the right way. And I never started exercising to look good. When I started, it was literally like to save my life. Mm -hmm. And that's also what it became. Um, In the beginning, it was, I would go for like 10 minutes. Just the fact that I'd been to the gym because for me, it helped me with getting out of my head. My mum always says, and this is the best, I think it's the best thing that she ever ever said to me is, it's in movement, we can change our thoughts. And I felt so stuck in my negative kind of thought patterns that this helped, it helped me to break them. I didn't have to go on antidepressants and all of that kind of stuff, but that whole gym culture started to, like emerging into my life the attention i would get at the gym from certain men especially starting to also then the the byproduct of exercising a lot was also that i ended up getting in shape right mm-hmm. so then that became another like trigger to like oh you know i'm not just feeling great but mm-hmm. i also look great mm-hmm. so I always try and say this to people when they ask me because I get a lot of questions in regards to how did you get into the gym and da 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 and I, I always say it's not about wanting to look good it's about wanting to feel good like if you go with that intention of wanting to look good then don't go because you're gonna go for the wrong reasons mm. then it doesn't matter if you go to the gym or if you sit home and eat a package of crisps because it's gonna make you feel the same way in the end because you're just gonna punish yourself for not being where you want to be. For me, that was not the case. But then obviously, as I said, you know, I have insecurities and my weaknesses and I still don't have a fully functioning relationship to my body. I really wish I could say that. Definitely much better now than it used to be. So when it comes to pushing content in terms of my body and how I look, it's a double kind of answer. Because I, I can't say that it doesn't have anything to do with the attention that I get. Because I'm a human. And kind of showing that side of myself is also showing that I can be everything. Mm. I can be, like we said earlier, I can be everything. I can be this person who sometimes wants a bit of attention. Mm. But it's also very much to show other people that I'm proud of my body and that I'm allowed to be and I want other women to be able to feel the same Mm. so posting a photo of myself half nude I can look at that photo and be like you're fucking sick Mm. for having the courage to do that having the courage to show your body to other people yeah maybe you know I had a post where I looked good in that photo and yeah maybe I got a lot of likes but in the end of the day like five years ago three years ago I could never have done that because I would have thought I was so ugly that I couldn't have put the photo out up there and you probably know this or remember this from Brighton that I when I still had a band I used to perform topless on stage with just glitter on my boobs one to claim my nipples back but two also to, to show women that like you can look anyway like 
and I know you definitely feel this with me because this is what a lot of your work is is about showing different types of bodies mm. and you can be beautiful no matter what type of body you have yeah. because even though I got in shape I have a curvy body I'm a bigger type of woman and showing other women that that's beautiful mm. maybe can make someone else have the courage to feel proud of their being so it's I push that content because I want to in some sense because I, I need it I need to push it for myself I need to put it out there mm. it's also another kind of then question in terms of why do I need other people to see that but I think it's like forcing me to see it it's forcing me having to to get used to that relationship to my body because yeah. in the past I wouldn't even look at my body in the mirror mm. that was my first step to like becoming friends with my body which is the biggest part of the gym which I love is that I go to the gym and then I'm like saying hi to my friends mm. which is my body mm. yeah I'm becoming friends with my body because mm. I hated it before it was my enemy everything about my body was harming me you ugly that's why I have no friends you have no muscle that's why you can't have the energy for this or you're really shit at guitar I hate it in my fingers you know, can't play piano everything was wrong with my body right it wasn't serving me so this is a way for me to help myself find the connection back mm. to my inner being yeah I think that's really really well put and also I've had conversations with Alice Dunbar about this and she said the same like it was after she kind of she thought it was really scary to put that first photo um, up on her social media she was really scared about that but once she'd done it she like yourself became friends with her body and saw it as a natural thing like it wasn't about um appearance necessarily it was about you know this is my body this is what I look like here you are you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think that's really really nice that you do it as well to show other women that they should be proud of themselves um unfortunately though like we live in a society where a lot of women compare themselves with other women yeah, in I terms know. of the looks yeah um and it's so bizarre but like if i'm in a bad state of mind myself i find myself like looking at a tv show i'm like wow she's so beautiful she's a lot more beautiful than i am and i don't listen to what she says i'm like who am i but that's how we've been taught in today's society to think mm -hmm. um so i think what you say now that rather than comparing yourself to other women on social media or on tv or whatever just seeing them as role models and mm. kind of like you said prove to other people that you can do this as well yeah yeah i think that's really well said so thank you for that no of course I mean, i've been thinking about i've been thinking about this this one and it's a really difficult one because i have to become super vulnerable answering this question you know but then it very much ties in with self-love and mm. that constant constant journey of finding the love for yourself and it's like every day you fight for it mm. and i probably will be that do it for the rest of my life mm. but um like you said you have your bad days so maybe throughout that week when i have those bad days i'll either go to the gym too much 
or I eat too many bags of crisps. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like anything can become a destructive behaviour if we don't Mm. do it in the right way. Um, But how do you think that other women look at your photos? Yeah, yeah, that's also interesting. I think that sometimes it's empowering Mm. and sometimes there can probably be... um, I don't know if jealousy maybe is the wrong word, but um, maybe questioning why is she doing this? Mm. Maybe that. Mm. Like like what your question was, basically. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like what we spoke about earlier, about like you can be everything. Yeah. As a woman, you don't have to be either yeah. or. Yeah, 100%. And I want to be able to fucking, sorry to swear, but I want to feel like a badass mm. and you can totally swear yeah okay i want to feel like a sick motherfucker and <laughs> and i have this thing in me as well where i like my i have a sassy side i love tilda sassy mm-hmm. you know it's like when i perform on stage it's just it's a part of me mm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that like i want to be sexualized and judged because of my body the whole time but it is a way to liberate myself mm. from my own harness or like I think I was suffocating myself for so many years um and that's obviously what I want people to see Mm. I want the women who follow my account to see wow this is someone that was trapped behind so much makeup hair extensions weight clothes whatever and see the transformation and the flip where I'm suddenly starting to treat my being in my body with respect and love mm-hmm. because I show up to myself every day when I go to the gym um, but then there's some things that you might not realise at the time that there's gonna be like everything you do is gonna create some sort of baggage you know like maybe I didn't see that there was a, a, another side to the gym and that it could become another addiction or that like oh wow now maybe I'm only getting judged because of my body instead that's not what I wanted I just wanted to kind of help myself out of my head and show other women you can be beautiful but then I have my bad days and maybe on my bad day I post a photo of my face and Mm -hmm. my body to get some love yeah 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 I think especially like corona has been this whole pandemic been such a moment for me to really face things I already knew but I had no choice I Mm. couldn't run away Mm. to like a friend or social circus social circle thank you (laughs) when so sometimes it feels like a circus though (laughs) yeah it feels like a social circus yeah Yeah, (laughs) definitely when I couldn't like run away and and you know I had to just be with myself um I've realised that, like, you know, I've definitely fallen into those kind of destructive behaviours of, of... You know, another thing... Sorry to just keep on going here, but another thing about this is that also showing people that sometimes I post a selfie of myself and I just think I look hot yeah. and needing some attention for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also like, that's, again, just showing people that, like, you just to be a feminist or having political views you can't be politically correct with everything that you do it's a part of being human to also allow yourself to be vulnerable Mm. because at the end of the day my most important thing is to show people that you can be anything you want whether it's sometimes leaning to your sassiness sometimes being some powerful you know i don't know 
businesswoman and sometimes you just want to be this weird arty vibe or mm. you talk about abuse or whatever it's like I'm everything yeah and I think you said that in the beginning and I think that's such a beautiful way to to put it mm. I can be everything and yeah. I want people to be allowing themselves no matter if you're a woman or a man I want to show that you can have moments of wanting attention yeah. there's nothing wrong with that mm. it's just the fact that you need to be aware of it and, exactly. admi- and and admit to yourself that you have that issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have an issue sometimes with needing attention from other people, so I post a photo of my butt. Mm. But it can also mean I want to empower myself and the ladies around me. That's why I'm posting this photo yeah. of my butt. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yeah. And I think what is really important, what you say now, that your social media feed, you show all of this... Um, Because sometimes, you know, you want validation, yes, but also you post stories where you share your, you know, how you feel, how your mental health is going. You are very vulnerable and you, like you said, you talk, we talked about this now, but also on your, on your daily feed, you are very open about this, which I think then will make a lot of people relate to that. Um, Just like you said now, being self-aware and being open to other people, how you feel, because social media is an amazing tool in so many ways, but it can also be quite toxic when you compare yourself to other people. But then again, we have to acknowledge that you only see a part of someone's life. Uh, But in your case, you are open about all sides, um, you know, not every day we obviously can't see everything you do all the time Mm. but you show yourself on your sad days as well which is very rare and I really admire that that you show yourself vulnerable and I want to ask you does this come natural to you to Mm. open up so Mm. easily or have have you struggled with it previously oh it's like a curse (laughs) like a curse um, and a blessing I am blessed that I can tell anyone how I feel and it's actually something again like similarly with the feminism and why I was a feminist and how I discovered it it's a similar thing where like I with time realised that oh maybe I can't just tell everyone how I feel all the time maybe some people might find that a bit uncomfortable Um, this is just like maybe more alternative part of my personality um and it was a struggle for me when i grew up like i felt everything so strongly and i would be sad or really happy or i used to be told that i was too loud and people used to make fun of me because i was allowed and things like that so it was this like very black and white type of and i couldn't i just had to express it all it just was no other way and then obviously a way to control that was to start being creative Mm. so being creative for me was just like the only way and the only place i felt like i could be myself so again it was this kind of retracting weird like it was almost like people's people grew and developed and i had to be like okay i have to like take this back i can't be this loud i can't be this like emotional that's not accepted and 
obviously now I've almost had to relearn that again, mm. realizing the older that I grow, that no, I want to be vulnerable. I think this is something that people lack. The fact that I have that so naturally is a gift. And if I can keep on being vulnerable, tell people how I fucking feel without caring about it, maybe they can start doing that too. Mm. Because so it's always come naturally to me. And strangely enough, I find it easier to open up on social media than I maybe do in some of my relationships yeah. because I choose what I want to say and I also feel like I choose to be listened to the worst thing that can happen is when you open up and you're vulnerable to someone and they're not listening yeah that's awful and that's the fear I think that's what people don't the fear of will they really care will they really care will they really understand what I have to say but if you post something on your social media I mean the whole world can hear you and it's beautiful the people that will get in contact with you or say, wow, I really needed to hear that. And wow, you allowed me to feel the way I feel. Suddenly I can feel that too. There's nothing wrong with, you know, feeling ugly or there's nothing wrong with not accomplishing anything every day. You know, that's like, ugh. Oh, that's a big one, not accomplishing uh stuff especially like after a pandemic and seeing people being being really productive and you just sit there like i I have no energy and just want to watch netflix but also what is productive do you know what i mean like this is also one thing in terms of social media i'm going back to talk about this whole thing of like being kind of politically correct if i can use that as a term but like people as women we get taught to be perfect and i don't want to be perfect on my on my feed right another way to like get back to that thing we spoke about earlier and i think um you can choose again what you put up on there so people aren't people aren't more productive than you they're just as productive as you are it's just that they maybe are better at posting photos that make it look like they are Mm. and i think it's super important to remember that like you create this alternative reality and you can choose what people see off you which is so strange because now coming out of this pandemic like cross my fingers coming out of this pandemic suddenly you realize you can't hide behind the things you choose to tell people Mm. like one thing that i've noticed is that the way to get to know someone the best is doing an activity together because then the person can't choose what to say to you or not their behaviors and their characteristic kind of traits will come out in the way that they will act when you like cook food for example okay. together and stuff. i was gonna ask you what kind of activity yeah but it could be mm. anything or like uh, maybe you decide to like um oh today we're gonna do some gardening and we're gonna plant these plants together and just the way that someone like organizes something or mm. you go to the shop and you realize that your friend is just like standing in the aisle for five minutes not knowing where to begin (laughs) and you have already like picked everything and put it in your basket Mm. you know that's how you get to know someone Mm -hmm. they didn't pick i'm gonna be this way right now they just are yeah that's really like how human interaction should work Mm. so social media is like the worst representation of anyone Mm. even though i've made some beautiful connections especially on instagram with people but we choose what people get to see yeah and therefore i also choose for people to see everything yeah 
and I just have to it's like um I've been told when I was younger by my parents that like do everyone need to know how you feel like are you not putting yourself in danger mm. by being that vulnerable and I'm like I'm actually putting myself in danger by not being this vulnerable. Mm. If I don't pe- tell people how I feel, how is anything going to change in society? How are we going to be able to teach, you know, our kids and the younger generations that, that it's okay to be vulnerable and talk about how you feel? Mm. You know, I think most of the shit that goes on in the world is because people don't have the courage to talk to each other. Yeah. And be who they are. So they don't have the courage to be who they are, so they start not liking themselves. This not liking themselves turns into some sort of self-hate that then turns into bad behaviours, destructive behaviours that often hurt other people. And on a larger scale, you can talk about it as this, like, systematical, like, system of, you know... Oppression. Yeah. Mm. That's what it is. To Mm. me, like, sometimes when I talk about oppression and when I talk about, like, inequality, I often take these, like, basic, simple, like, yeah, you know, the the boy who bullied the other boy in in school. Mm. It's the Mm. same thing. It works Mm. exactly the same thing. I think the same way. I think the people who want to be in power, they're just really, really hurt. Yeah. They're really hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do they need to... And also we need to really understand and remember what power means. Power means having something that someone else doesn't. Yeah. That's what power is. Mm. Why do we want it? Why do you want something more than someone else? Mm. And when we admit that to ourselves, it's like this gross... like, Ugh. Mm. And I have it too. We all have it. Mm. We all want to be better than each other. Mm. What, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Why can't everyone just be great? Mm. Yeah. So. Wow. So well said. <laughs> I just had so many realizations there. I'm like, wow. But again, like that goes again to. I know we talk a lot about that. But social media power, being better than others, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. But like from your perspective, you said now it comes very natural to you to be vulnerable. At least it used to do, and now you had to relearn it. But what advice would you give to other people who struggle to show vulnerability and to find the courage? and not being so afraid of being judged by others yeah it's a big one i know no no yeah no i appreciate you asking me these questions because i have to think about it Mm. um one thing is learning that you don't need anyone else around you to approve of your behaviors so it comes again very simply from that place of love so if you don't love yourself fully that's when you have struggles being vulnerable i would say um or the fear of being judged comes from that place of again if i get judged by someone else maybe i wouldn't be worth as much i mean i know some people are more outspoken than other people and some people might prefer like myself to converse and talk about how I feel not everyone is made that way Mm. we can be vulnerable in different ways I'm not saying Mm. like I'm not saying like you have to scream on the top of a hill and tell everyone how you feel that's not vulnerability because that can just as much being another way to get attention right vulnerability is about having the courage to make something important to you vulnerable for someone else having the courage to trust that um that 
everything I do and I say is not going to be like used against me. So maybe yeah. vulnerability is more about interacting with other people and how you let other people see you. Um, and if you struggle to be vulnerable, I think you can... I tend to very often always look at myself. I very rarely blame other people or mm. try and say, you know, that's why I feel un uncomfortable and mm -hmm. insecure. Mm. I can't open up because I was hurt or I was traumatised, la 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 la. I've been hurt, I've been traumatised, I've had lots of shit happening to me, but I still have to be vulnerable. That's the only way to, like, create deep, real connections. So there's definitely self-love, I think, and that's what you need to work on. If you mm. want to be more vulnerable, start admitting to yourself that maybe you have an issue with liking yourself mm. and see where you can go from there in terms of how can you reinforce self-love like maybe it's affirmations maybe you start meditating in the mornings maybe you start writing nice things about yourself maybe every time a bad thought comes up in your head you swap it to a positive mm. i used to do this a good friend of mine told me but told her you have to stop saying all of these bad things about yourself. As mm. soon as you start thinking, I'm fat, you say, I'm beautiful. So it's like daily practices of self-love. There's so many different things you can do that will help you to have the courage to be more vulnerable because it doesn't matter suddenly what someone else thinks about you mm. when you love yourself. And therefore you have the courage mm. to be vulnerable because mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can tell anyone how I feel or... Yeah. I can be myself mm. because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I am enough. Mm. But then, of course, sometimes environment and surroundings can be damaging. Yeah. So if you don't feel like you can be vulnerable around some people, and as I said, I normally wouldn't necessarily blame my surroundings, mm. but you can't completely ignore the fact that some people are so unconscious and so hurt themselves that they might hurt you, and yeah. that might not allow you to be vulnerable. Yeah. So also make sure you surround yourself mm. with people who want to see you, mm. who want you to be yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Uh, also, I just want to say that uh, you said like negative thoughts and then you said, don't think fat, think beautiful. Yeah, like you obviously wouldn't necessarily mean that fat isn't beautiful. I just want to say that. Yes, Because yes, we yes. are like taught um, by society that that's, the case but um it's obviously not yeah no you of course no you're so right that's just obviously what i have been taught myself yeah, internalized fat phobia yeah mm. absolutely and i'm not i'm not at all meaning that being uh, fat is a bad a bad word mm. uh, in my head mm. that's how it shows up yeah in a negative aspect but it that's not reality mm. that's mm. not true mm. Um, at but all. Yeah, going back to what you said, I think you know, surround yourself with people that mean a lot to you. I that's a big one for me. I I really crave being around people, um, and to you know, have to build these close relationship makes me feel makes me feel so good, and I feel very present mm. when I'm with other people which helps my mental health as well. Um, not just while we sit here, but you know, when I walk home, I'll feel amazing. I know that because I crave having close 
interactions and conversations mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. So that's a huge one for me as well. Um, and again, I really appreciate what you said that being vulnerable is um, different for different people. Mm. They don't actually have to share all your feelings all the time. Um, but just sit with your feelings and not being afraid of other people judging you. Yeah, because vulnerability is more about being vulnerable with yourself than mm. anything. If you can't tell someone else how you feel, it's most likely because you don't want to admit it to yourself. Mm. Um, so it's about being vulnerable with yourself, sitting with your feelings at home, um, show up, show up to yourself, and be your be a friend. You know, the amount of times through this lockdown, I've I've been in my bed, just like I don't want to watch this Netflix series again. Like, I don't want to do this again. Mm. Life is just... On repeat. And you're, like, you're not seeing anyone. Yeah. So you get into negative spirals and you start searching and craving human interaction because it is difficult to love ourselves completely alone. Mm. But if you look at a lot of spiritual teachings, take Buddhism, for example... Um, you know what the monks do is literally that they go celibate to 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 turn to this self love. Not saying that's how far you should go, <laughs> and you don't have to go that far. And of course, we all want external love, mm. but it has to come. Like the external love you have around you is an is a reflection of the love you feel inside. The people you meet is a reflection upon you. So. Mm. You are going to consistently meet manipulative people if you are manipulative yourself. You're consistently going to end up meeting people who act like this or that. That's just how I see it. Of Mm. course, like, not everyone agrees about that. And I know it's maybe a full-on statement. But I do genuinely believe that I am very much a reflection upon the people I have around me. Mm. If I can look around and see, wow, my friends are beautiful. They're amazing because that's a reflection upon me they are my friends because because i am beautiful and i am amazing Mm. so it's do you know what i mean i do and but it's a difficult to to say stuff like that because i'm also not like wanting to make people like blame themselves for the shit that happens to them equally we have to take ownership of our life Mm. no one else is going to come and heal you you heal yourself Mm. Mm. you can have helping hands along the way that support you and love you through that journey so you can love yourself more but you still have to start loving yourself no one else's love is going to help you do you know what I mean Yeah, I think that's a good reminder as well what you said that other people will definitely be able to support you and be a helping hand but you have to live with it yourself, you know, and, and you have the a responsibility in that sense. Um, obviously, there are circumstances when, when it's impossible. And, you know, you've spoken about this yourself, being in an dom- uh, abusive relationship, yeah, for yeah. example. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, I think that's interesting coming from that perspective as well, um, that you are now working on healing yourself from that experience as well. Yeah, it's a difficult uh, conversation to have because, yes, uh, psychopathical traits, um, narcissism and manipulation, anyone can fall for it, absolutely. 
but not maybe being able to read and see it and consistently stay in it. It's it's easier with someone who already have shit self-esteem yeah. and really hate themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not saying that like you know I would ever never ever ever, you know, anyone can get trapped in that. But the fact that I did and for for so long it's because I didn't love myself mm. as well. Um and how how have you started loving yourself after this? It was such a huge journey to come out of that. Um, firstly, like maybe six months of like realizing that like wait what this like wasn't actually like what I thought it was, and the shame of like telling people, and and also the fear of people not believing me. So it would be have been easier to like just kind of like said that the relationship ended and da 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 you know because you know we know all the same people mm. so it's definitely was a really really risky decision of mine to just talk about it but I again I heal by being vulnerable that's my Talking. own mm. yeah it's the, the only way the more I spoke about it the more I open up about it, the more love and support around me I would get. And I don't necessarily mean in terms of validation, just hearing other people's stories and knowing that you weren't alone in it. And that they believed you when you spoke up. Yeah, that's so important. Mm. Like, if, a, if, if anyone you know struggles with abuse, like, you have to just believe them. Yeah. You have to just believe listen. them. Listen. Mm. You know because it's easy to like judge and be like oh well you know maybe he's you know maybe it's not that bad mm. or whatever um so yeah that that whole healing journey is like i kind of left that behind because what that did is that it shook me and it woke me up to the healing process i'm on now in terms of wow fuck me i do not like myself mm. i really don't and mm. i really didn't beforehand either mm. and like we live in a system where again like the whole system that we live in again very personal opinion i believe that we live very much in a world created to consistently make people feel like what they have isn't enough you are not enough you do not have enough money your house is not enough you do definitely need like that new like I don't know straight enough for your hair and you have to get your nails done mm-hmm. it's like if you don't have all of these external things then you aren't enough and if you don't achieve it's, it's like fake fake like false needs they're not real mm-hmm. and I think part, part, partly like my issues and my struggles with loving myself very much comes from the system that I was brought up in no matter how much my parents tried to help me in terms of like teaching me these beautiful ideas about equality and that it did that didn't matter like what gender you had or whatever even that is you know like it it did he wasn't a thing mm. but it's almost like in a weird way it became even harder mm. because I was like kind of growing up with this like utopia in mind and then mm. came out in the real world it's like wow it's really fucking shit it's mm. awful how mm. can I no of course it's not all awful but yeah sometimes I I I, I can see the 
effects that the environment have, obviously. But I still uh, have the responsibility to fix my environment for my own sake. Mm. And that really is, again, internal, like, work. Mm. If I start loving myself, then I can start helping to show other people how to love themselves. Mm. I don't teach them that, I just show them by loving myself, oh. I show people how to love themselves. Well, there you go. We started up this conversation with saying, like, <laughs> we do what our parents do, not what they say. Mm. And here you are doing the same thing with your friends or with your followers or whatever. I think, wow, we closed the circle there. <laughs> I think that's a great way to end this conversation. <laughs> took so many different turns. We covered so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so, so happy that we are able to have, like, open conversations again. And that's what it's all about, this podcast. So thank yeah. you so much. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's gone very quick. Yeah, yeah. so quick. <laughs> I have more to say. <laughs> You'll have to come back. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And a whole other <laughs> podcast about something else. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.